Welcome to the Nerd Out and Workout Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. What is up, everyone? This is Coach Austin here coming to you from Hyper Strength and Conditioning here in San Jose, California with your Nerd Out and Workout podcast, where we nerd out, workout, and podcasts. And today, we have Matthew Young, who is working on a special documentary. Matthew, I'm going to let you take it from here. What are you working on? What's going on? We're working on a documentary called Quest of the Muscle Nerd, and we're actually trying to finish it up right now. So... We're in the, the post-production phase, uh, just trying to, to wrap everything up um, so that we can be ready for our premiere uh, Labor Day weekend at Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. So, so that's I'm happening. one of the directors with my brother. So this, this year, like this is like only a few months away, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a long process, but uh, the, you, you figure out that the clock just kind of just keeps spinning. Yeah. And so you're always playing catch up. So, you know, it feels like we have a lot of time, but we know that it, it runs quickly. Oh, man. Um, yeah. For our listeners here, mm-hmm. what is Quest of the Muscle Nerd? What is it? Okay, so the log line is the story of one man's uh, journey to uh, – I got the log line wrong. <laughs> one man's mission to host the first ever bodybuilding slash costuming competition and the two men that put their bodies through hell to claim the crown. Mm. So it's basically the story of this guy named Jerry, who's a very good friend of mine. Uh, and he had this idea to host this competition where he would merge, uh, the bodybuilding and cosplay costuming. And the idea is that contestants would be judged based on the qualities of their physique and the quality of their costume, and then combine that into the performance. And so that would be how they're scored. So we tracked him for uh, approximately eight months uh, leading up to the 2017 Dragon Con uh, as he prepared for the competition. And then we tracked along with two main contestants, uh, uh, Billy Davis and Jonathan Carroll. Uh, Jonathan also goes by the Monkey of Steel. um, Steel. as As they sort of prepared... Uh, for the competition. So it tracks those three main characters up until uh, the competition and through the competition. So that's the, the nuts and bolts of it, but uh, I'd be happy to go into more detail if needed. Oh, well, I want to <laughs> thank you for allowing me to see it, watching yeah. the cut that you guys have. Sure. Um, I wanted to bring out this one line that stuck with me. Uh, well, no, no, no. There's two lines that really stuck with me. The first okay. line the first line was, um, I, 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 who was it from? Was it from Billy? I think it was from Billy who said, you know, I was always bullied as a kid. And even mm-hmm. though people think I'm huge, I still feel like I'm like that bullied kid, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I think that strikes something solid in the, in the, in the, I, I we call it the nerd out workout, nerd yeah. out workout community. I, I feel like, especially in my journey and our, and other people as a, as a coach and I'm seeing them like, 
it's one thing you see these athletes who are all stars and it's like, dude, yeah. you guys are freaking demigods. But when you talk <laughs> to them, they have this little self doubt that they, of course they're mm -hmm. not going to present it. But when you actually get to know them a little better, they make little yeah. slight comments of like, Oh no, I'm not that. Da, da, da. And it's not like they're trying to be humble. It's more like they really see themselves as mm -hmm. like something not worthy or below the standard that people think they are. And yep. another note, Another note or another line, the second line that really stuck out to me is that you guys are walking this fine line between, you know, nerding out and working out the fine line between, you know, bodybuilding and, yeah. and, 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 um, like the cosplay, nerd, yeah, the cosplay, yeah. like the nerd culture yeah. and how, like, and how they were talking about how, like, you know, they didn't want to like scare away people because of the body perfectionism and all this mm -hmm. whole thing you know especially it's yeah. actually relatable now because of this whole body positive you know fat yeah. shaming you know all this stuff is going on and you know you, you, you could it, the tides can turn either way for what you guys are doing but i think yeah. i think in a more in a more enlightened and positive mentality it's like no dude it's like it's like you guys are trying to mesh these two worlds together and i yeah. think it's i think it's beautiful yeah, it's funny. It's like you can almost what we discovered is is honestly like you can go the other way. And there's like this odd reverse body shaming mm -hmm. where you made to feel bad if you're in shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, and that's a really good point, because yeah. I I can see the point of, you know, but the body positive movement and, you know, you should feel good in the body that you have, you know, whether like fat or whatever or you know heavy set or curvy or i get it i totally get it yeah. but from your point you shouldn't be people it, it goes both ways right it's not a one-way road it's a two-way road you can't you can't you can't fault the pe the people who are are actually doing the opposite of of sometimes they just there's people who are just driven to have a certain image of their body mm -hmm. and yeah. they can't unless it's like super like unhealthy like you know anorexia or bulimia <laughs> like, you know what i mean you're like <laughs> yeah like like dude you're starving yourself that's another that's a whole nother yeah. issue but i'm saying yeah you're okay. right like as a as a bodybuilder you know or, or you know being getting that athletic look uh, they don't or you know looking like a superhero i want to look like yeah. those i want to look like the justice league in the unlimited comics like oh shit yeah. <laughs> yeah. like yeah yeah that's that's what yeah legs yeah and i'm like and like and yeah, uh i, mean, um, I think there's uh it, it, it's uh I think there's nothing wrong with using uh, these, whether it's wanting to look good in your costume mm -hmm. or wanting to look like a superhero. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with using that as motivation mm -hmm. to get in shape, to get healthy, and to just have a goal in general. I mean, there's all kinds of goals out there, and this is probably better than many goals. Um, but you know, I think that what we discovered too through the process is that that people, whether they're in shape or not, enjoy hearing from, you know, fit people, people, they, they don't, they don't like, they're not scared to hear about how somebody got fit or to even, you know, celebrate, uh, the way that person looks, whether it's mm -hmm. how good they look in a costume or how good they look on a stage. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, the effect is quite the opposite. It's not, Oh, I don't look like that. So I don't want to go to anywhere where that's where you know people celebrate that it's it's they want to go see it they want to be inspired you know they want to have a reason to to go to the gym themselves you know the mm -hmm. response is always usually overwhelmingly positive in a scenario like that um because they look at somebody who's like them who comes from a place that they came from and who looks good and and they feel like they can do that 
you know? So I think that's what, first and foremost, the theme that, that we discovered in making this. Oh, it's, it, oh, it's definitely apparent. Um, the way that you captured the audience's reaction to the contest of how, yeah. of how the, you know, the, you know, He-Man and the Pokemon and even the judges, um, yeah. Um, I was like, one of them was Guile. I was like, oh yeah. my god, that's a flamboyant yeah. Guile. <laughs> yeah. awesome. So that's, yeah. that's solid, man. I was like, oh, that's awesome. He's um, got a great story himself, James. He's one of the judges. He's a he's a pretty known cost fit uh, guy, especially on Instagram, and he has his own Patreon. Uh, he's just a super nice, awesome dude, and yeah, and uh, genuine like cosplay fitness enthusiast you no, would really like him no it looks um, he looked like in a former army ranger i'm like dude badass yeah, army ranger, badass cage fight. Uh, shoot <laughs> yeah. i was like all right um but yeah that yeah so uh that see all that the the reaction you caught it was like that commonality is that well what was i trying to get at was that you you were able to kind of catch that glimpse of like oh these cool th- these people who you know like oh these are the cool people or whatever quote unquote yeah. you know like oh they're yeah. you, like the models or whatever like i can never i can never relate to them you know but yeah but they're like oh they, they like to dress up too they like to cosplay yeah. well, well what's up like oh okay yeah. like it, it kind of <laughs> opens that that highway of communication and that relate yeah. relatability and it also like yeah. gives that spark of like oh man I can do that too then. Or if they're into it, then, oh shit, you know, like, yeah. and I totally love that. And yeah, what I think it's relatable. Uh, yeah. They're, they're very relatable. They're not like models that, that, that entered into this contest. They're, they just come from that world. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not, they're not fake at all. They're, they're genuine nerds. Quote unquote. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're real, man. I love it. And yeah. so how did this whole, documentary start like what did you guys like did you guys just start it like we're just gonna film you and see where it goes is that how it went or what what happened essentially yeah (laughs) so jerry's a really good friend of mine and uh he was in my living room uh you know one evening and he just said i have this idea to do this thing and i looked at my brother and i said you know shit we gotta make a documentary about this (laughs) because i know jerry i know how quirky he is and i know the idea is kind of unique enough you know these two opposing worlds trying to put them together um that it would at the very least be an interesting journey uh and it had a it's a story that has an end you know that that's kind of hard to find in documentary you know it's it's unless it's like a sports documentary or usually a, a competition or there's some event at the end of it usually documentaries don't have uh, you know, beginning, middle, and ends. It's usually just either subject-based or historical. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a, a, a unique opportunity to 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 be there with somebody through the process, and then to have characters that you know are going to be interesting on camera. You know, because that's in documentary. That's if it's not subject-based, it's about the characters. And if yeah. you don't have interesting characters, it's not going to be an interesting documentary. So. We knew that at the very least we had one interesting character, and the base the way that it worked is you know Dragon Con was like listen you know we like this idea, but we only want it we want to do just two contestants right now just to see how it goes, uh, and so it really just came down to Jerry finding two people that he felt exemplified uh, what it is he was trying to do. And Billy was already – he's already a good friend of Jerry's, uh, and he's this shy kind of bashful giant and you know friendly giant and uh, had not ever competed in anything 
um, especially sports related, you know, oh, or yeah. athletic related, uh, other than Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. Is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, dude, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he had never competed in anything and, and this was an opportunity for kind of him to, to, you know, for lack no pun intended, flex those muscles. And, uh, and then Jonathan was, Jerry knew Jonathan to a degree just because he's in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so reached out and asked him to do it and he agreed and, uh, and then it was off to the races. So we had our, our three main characters and, and then it's just a matter of figuring out, you know, between our, our day jobs, how to film, when to film and, you know, when, when you can just literally just pick up the camera and go, yeah. is anybody doing anything of note? You got to go over there, you know, they're getting measured whatever it is they're doing, you got to be kind of ready. And, you know, Jared and I, my brother and I filmed, you know, majority of it other than like interviews and the big set pieces ourselves. So it's just to grab them, grab the camera and, and a mic and go. So, uh, and that was, you know, like over an eighth, the majority of the footage was filmed over an eight month period from February, 2017 up until DragonCon 2017. And then we we did uh, some pickup shots, some B-roll pickup shots this you know past year, um, and then we've just been editing ever since. And we're trying to get to the point. We're doing a Kickstarter right now to try to get the funds to finish the a score and finish the audio mix, and then mm. we got to pay for a bunch of legal stuff and all that. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, every documentary has as league every film has legal stuff attached yeah. to it got to get uh, insurance and pay a bunch of lawyers just a bunch of mumbo jumbo but it's it's a lot it's of the a... back end stuff <laughs> and no yeah. one talks about it is it, it, <laughs> i want to make a documentary oh hold on <laughs> <laughs> no it's complex there's no doubt about it so anyways back to your original question that's how it started jerry in the in our living room and just said i'm doing this and and just grabbed the cameras and went so dang so that that must have been intense like you guys are doing your day jobs and then you just have to be on the on the fly on the go because well fortunately because we 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 work in production so it's not like we're the you know accountants by day we we have a production company and we do uh, we have commercial clients and you know we do we have our our day-to-day videos that we do and that we make for our clients uh we're fortunate enough to where we make our own schedules so we can draw at the drop of the hat, pretty much get up and go. Um, but I think for us, it's just being prepared to put the amount of time in, uh, that I don't know if we were fully prepared at the, on, on the onset for what we were getting into, uh, in terms of how much time it was going to take to do this and how much dedication, um, you know, and how much, you know, how many edits we would have to do and oh, how man. much, you know, notes we would have to go over and all that stuff i mean it's just it's like building your body and you just got to keep working and working and working at it and you turn around and you go oh i've come a long way (laughs) yeah no it's it's really like it's getting there it's well put i enjoyed it um you guys you guys kind of left me hanging at the end I was like, oh, you I was, I was like, this guy suck. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. I got left hanging. I'm like, what? And I had to Google things. I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. No, I have to know. I don't know That's if I even, 
I couldn't even find the answer because your website kept popping up. So I'm like, all right, never mind. I'll find out later. Or I just didn't look hard enough. Uh, man, but uh, that's that's cool. So let's go. Let's go. So you're starting this Kickstarter. Yes. You're, 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 I mean, I, we've got eight days left. <laughs> you have eight days left. Um, I saw where you guys were at. Um, you guys are getting there. So, so as, and you were kind of going into it already about where you guys are now. So currently this project is like, what, what would you say? Like 80% done, 90% done. We're 90%. It's about, I mean, at this point it's, it's just, we've got to finish the, the coloring, the sound mix and the score, which, which does a lot at the end of it. So the cut's pretty much where we want it to be, aside from minor tweaks here and there. Uh, and then it's just a matter of finishing all that other, just what we call the post-production stuff, just the, you know, those three main things, the sound mix, the score, and the color correction. And that can be a long, tedious process. So mm. it, is, it is a tedious process. So we're just in the, in the midst of kind of trying to get that, wrapped up it'll probably take us another couple months to to finish that stuff up but um but yeah that's where we're at right now uh and titling we've got some we've got an animator that's going to do a little bit of animation for us uh most likely and and so we'll have some some little cool stuff in there that's not in there right now and you know good yeah what what is the main purpose of this what do you hope to What's our goal? Yeah, what's the goal? What's the impact? What, what, what's the what's the play? You know, I think everybody starts out and they're like, oh, I want it to be on Netflix. And yeah, that uh-huh. would be great. Uh-huh. Um, we would we'd love to see it on, on some sort of streaming service. But I think first and foremost, the, the actual main goal is it to be a representation of our style. Uh, you know, we want people, we always said we want it to be like a warm blanket when you watch it. You know, it's just fun. It doesn't, uh, it's, it's, it's an easy watch. It's um, it's quirky. It's uh, it's got heart and it's got humor, and we want we want it at the end of the day when someone watches that for them to take that away and to feel and to feel that. And I feel like if if we can accomplish that and it can be a representation of who we are as filmmakers, then we'll we'll have accomplished our goal. And then at that point, it's just the chips fall where they may. You know, we'll submit to some film festivals and. Um, do all that good stuff but uh, first and foremost we just want to make a good movie that represents who we are so well, that's good that's the main... <laughs> yeah oh that's solid how would you want the typical con goer to take this documentary cosplay uh, person let's say the average cosplay person who doesn't really work out how would you want them to take it what do you hope i hope could watch it and see that that these people are like me and that i can do this too and it's not like and in, in jerry's words it's not like they have to be a bodybuilder you right know? right uh, that's a bodybuilder is a small percent of you know fitness a very small percent of the fitness world i think it, it's just an extreme representation mm-hmm. of, of getting of, of choosing a, a healthy lifestyle so that I, I hope that people could watch it and, and just be inspired or motivated to go uh, get in the gym. And then vice versa, I think if a, there is a bodybuilder or somebody out there, I think they would could be inspired that they can express themselves in other ways and not be judged for it. Um, you know, I think there's a machismo and in, in fitness, especially in the weight, in the weight room, that uh, – people feel very self-conscious that they don't want to look too 
I don't know what the word is, feminine, uh, silly, you know. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know and, and I think there's probably a lot of bodybuilders that can relate uh, in the sense to the way nerds feel, feeling a little ostracized, a little, you know, disenfranchised, a little not a part of the norm. Um, so I think there's a lot of relatability between those two worlds, probably more so than they would even acknowledge. Um, so, yeah, I think I just hope if people would be inspired to, to go maybe pursue uh, fitness in, in some level, I think that would be a good a good takeaway. <laughs> no, it's good. Do you guys work out yourselves? Like, do you guys are you yeah. guys avid and all that and all that? Yes, my brother's more so than me, uh, and he looks at. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we grew up in the weight room. We grew up working nice. out. Um, we do. We actually do Orange Theory fitness. <laughs> hey, Orange Theory, they got. Hey, they got it down to the science, man. Like those guys, those guys. I have no hate towards them. They're like good yeah, shit, it's, man. It's, it's tough, and uh, uh, I need to improve my diet more. But, uh, <laughs> but as yeah, we- all of we. <laughs> my, view, uh, my view of fitness is. I don't, me personally, I don't, I hit my mic. Me personally, I don't view fitness as a necessarily a cumulative thing. I view it as, as almost like therapy, almost like a, a wellness thing or, or a meditation. Mm. So when I go work out, it's just about being there and being present and relieving that anxiety or stress of the day. Um, and, and just being, feeling a little bit of freedom, a little bit of calmness in that time. And then being able to go do it again the next day or the next day. And it just being a part of my entire wellness program. So for me, it's not necessarily uh, I have this end goal of being um, some shredded god. That'd be nice. But <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it is truly more about that journey, about the, uh, the day-to-day than it is about what I'm aiming for. As long as I feel healthy, I don't, I'm not overly concerned about what I look like. I want to look good. I'm mm-hmm. not a human being, but, um, at the same time, it's, it's more important to me that I feel good, you know? Good. And, and, and like, even in like orange theory or, or there's, there's people of all shapes and sizes and they're working hard and they're there often. So you don't, you can't sit there and go, Oh, you're not turning into the the goddess that uh, you should be. It's not really about that. They, mm. they feel good. They feel healthy. They're, um, you know, they're in shape for, for, for who they are. Uh, and I think that's good enough for most people. It's good enough for me. So. Yeah. Do you, do you guys cosplay too? No, I do not cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's not that I, have, I, I, I mean, obviously I don't have anything against it. Uh, I just, I never, I was, we were never into it. You know, we never, we, I'm a huge sci-fi. I don't consider like by my definition of a nerd, I don't necessarily consider myself a nerd and the way that I categorize my definition for me personally is kind of the original idea of a nerd is that somebody that grew up feeling ostracized, Mm. feeling left out, disenfranchised, kind of like how Jerry explains in the documentary when he's at his high school, yeah. Is that he he never felt like he belonged, and honestly, I think that is something that is really what a nerd is: is somebody who's come into adulthood and they're just at the they have those scars, you know that that's where they came from, and now they probably look normal and they probably you know fit in just fine. You couldn't spot them from 
if you were standing next to them, mm-hmm. but they have they have that insight, they have that that what they experience, um, and I think that is for me going back to the documentary. What really makes see, Jonathan, Billy, and Jerry all had that experience. It manifested itself in different ways, but they were all pushed aside in middle school and high school. All felt like they didn't belong. Um, Billy's was more related to his physical appearance, being overweight as a child. Jonathan's was more, um, I think, his behavior and and just probably his his uh, being somewhat of an introvert and having that anxiety. And then Jerry's just awkward as hell. So yeah, yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Like I love how you guys built up this David and Goliath type theme in there, yeah. like. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, jo- Jonathan, like, yeah. balls to the wall, had a squad working on his uh, <laughs> cosplay. Like, dude, really? And and Billy had what? Jerry's mom. Jerry's I, mom. Yeah, and she was like, the, she was so sweet. I was like, oh my gosh, dude! Like, she's so like funny. the sweetest woman. She was just like, well, it's gonna be forty dollars, and it's. <laughs> And it's like compared to Jonathan's budget, it's like, dude. <laughs> so, hey, she did a good job. I mean, I think like oh, she did a great day, job. job, dude. Especially yeah, I, the the result at the end. I don't want to spoil the result at yeah. the end, but it was a really close, intense thing, and just yeah. seeing both of them go at it. And you know, the the the, the judges had some really good points when. They were talking about. <laughs> well, I some, know. We kept saying that throughout the, like, the throughout the film well, as we were filming it. It's. Uh, like, um, if any, if there's a chance that, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. Either, yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> if you find yourself in a bodybuilding costuming competition, I think the most important thing is to remember the performance aspect. Yes. Of it and because yes. it's not so much that the, what Jerry wanted to do different from a typical bodybuilding competition was he wanted to have the presentation count in the scoring. So if you know anything about bodybuilding, when they do the evening show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they're all doing their fun routines, those don't count into to the scoring of who wins. Right, it's all right. in the prejudging. Yep. But he wanted that to be an integral part of uh, of of this contest, so that you know, if you didn't have the perfect uh, sym- symmetry in your body, or you didn't have the greatest costume you could still overcome those two things with your performance by inhabiting your character. Um, yeah. I think that's so, really important. Yeah. And I think in the future, if anybody finds themselves in, in that situation, I think you should put extra emphasis on your special posing, incorporating your characters, you know, moves or special powers or whatever they are, you know, or props. I think that's just smart. Because, like, yes. if you're going in as Superman or Wonder Woman or, uh, I don't know, like, like, yeah, you know, like, uh, kind of obvious Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that video yeah, yeah. of the twerking Skeletor? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and, and He Man with a uh, huge, like, suit on. Oh, yeah. The He Man and Skeletor dancing. That's a, was yeah. it like a hotel or something? Yeah, it was something freaking hilarious um but no i totally agree with that point and i see the that's what kind of got me into this documentary ladies and ladies and gents if you're for the listeners out there when you're watching this they definitely put that story of like you know you're following these three characters you have jerry who's the organizer yeah like you said he's kind of like 
he reminds me of one of my best friends, man. Like my best friend so Scott awkward. is very awkward. Like he's like awkward, but he's social, but not really. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god. So you got Jerry trying to trying to like trying to throw this big event, and and for yeah. for the personality he has, that's a feat, and it's great. Yeah. And I I love like I loved watching him like trying to organize this thing. Yeah. And then you got Billy, who is the shy giant, just like you yeah. said. And you have Jonathan, who's kind of like the all star. This guy was already on like he was like Wolverine for like a, a film or something like uh, that. Bat, for Bat in the Sun, yeah. Bat in the Sun, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like Wolverine, like he, he you know, he's he's confident. <laughs> he's confident. I think he wears a bit of a shield, but uh... <laughs> yeah, he's he's confident. Like that's what he says, and uh, and you follow this, and 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 like Jonathan, you look at Jonathan's trajectory versus Billy's trajectory, and you just can't help but to root for Billy. I'm like, come on, come on, Billy. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go. Like, but it's like, but the way they they put it, you guys, the way you guys put it together was really, it was really entertaining. Um, um, we're. <laughs> Was that for real? Like when they were when they were trying to get to the hall, that parade? Yes, it's for real. And everyone asked that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, take this out because honestly, it's like it was one of those things where it's it's so silly and so ridiculous. Yeah, that, <laughs> that we've staged it, and and even what they say, like like the words coming out of their mouth are sound like a script. Like yeah. Let's just go across. Let's just go across. I know. I'm telling you. And so, like, it became a thing. It's a thing for us. Like, even now, like, it's like people are going to think that's fake. Like, they're going to think that, like, that we made them go get stuck, you know? But that's just like. Nothing's fabricated, ladies and gents, when you watch this documentary. It's not. Well, I mean, certain stuff is probably exaggerated. Sure. That is not one sure. of them. <laughs> sure. Like, uh, exaggerations I'll take. If, it, if, it's for, if it's it's for, like, entertainment purposes, that's fine. But, uh, yeah. It's definitely not one of them. And so that was – so what happened was the camera guy with him uh, is a, he's just one of our good friends – he sweated into his camera and shorted it out. Oh <laughs> no! So he had to film it with his cell phone, and he's he's real tall. He's six eight, so he's he's following along with him with his cell. Phone. I wish I had somebody filming him film them with a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. So you'll notice it's like there's like this change in the quality of the footage. It's a nice cell phone he had, fortunately, and, and fortunately he had the presence of mind to get it out. I felt like it was but, like. It was like kind of like that Blair Witch or Cloverfield yeah, type yeah. feel, like oh, <laughs> that's what it feels like. And and so he he filmed it, and, and and Jerry genuinely did not account for the parade being oh, there when he wanted to gosh. leave. So his hotel's on the other side of the parade. And it, if you've been to Dragon Con, I suggest going if you've never been. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. But, um, the parades is really big deal and thousands of people just fill the streets and oh. you can't move. Like, and when you got to get from real, across four blocks of Atlanta and there's, you know, a hundred thousand people in front of you, <laughs> all of a sudden it gets real difficult. Dude. So, yeah, well, he didn't account for the parade. Uh, and we're in the process of trying to figure out how to convince people in the, within the movie that it's real and not something that we completely made up. Well, <laughs> people listening to this podcast, spread the world. I, be I believe it because I was like, 
but I, I can see how I can see because I've I've been there. I've been there where yeah. I've like, oh shit, there's an event. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like oh fuck, we're in the other side. <laughs> More often than not, I ran into that in Disneyland or Disney World. Where I'm like, with my, I'm like doing my thing. I'm like, oh, let's go over here. Oh, fuck a parade. <laughs> but I I totally get it. Yeah. But towards that, towards the end, I was like, was that was that just a really bad miscalculation, or was that for real, or was that? I might not, have to like put on the screen. This is for real. We did not stage. <laughs> Filmmakers did not stage this. <laughs> I love. I love. There's a part where they run across. Yeah. There's a part where they run across. They're running. You yeah. see like Wolverine, Guile, and Prime yeah. like little running. <laughs> and then Wolf you see, but the camera Prime. guy, the camera guy's just walking. Like I don't. There's no running. You know, like how camera people run. Like oh, like the, the footage that, is shit. Yeah, or yeah. The cell phone's like like you know like when, when it's running, it adds a little sense of urgency to like oh my god, like they're running. But like you just see the characters run, and then the camera guy just kind of walking. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> He's like filming the front of the parade. <laughs> Six eight, so it'd be funny to see him just kind of lumbering behind. Yeah, it's just, oh my up. god, that would have been hilarious. But it's that's like that. Yeah, when it when it got to that second half, man, it was intense. Like it, it was good, and um, I think I think you got. Did you got? Did they fill up that room? Is that? Is that a thing? Well, I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. never mind then. <laughs> I mean, don't don't oh, that's ruin right. anything. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, because that, that part got me really like sad, man. You guys got me there. I, I admit that. You guys got me. You guys got me there because I'm like, man. I'll put it this way. Like, uh, you know, watch the film. Dreams do come true. That's what I'll say. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, it Jerry's Jerry's mom is like 100% real. Oh yeah! Like, oh my god! Goku. I was dying yeah. when she was like, "What character is that?" And he's like, "It's Goku from Dragon Ball Z." And she goes, "Well, are they gonna know that?" And he's like, "Oh uh, yeah!" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah!" And I was cracking up, dude. I was like, "Oh my god, she's so real. I love it." Oh, she's like, "I don't know it. Your mother doesn't know it." Oh my gosh, dude! All right, so. For people listening out there, you guys are almost at your goal for the Kickstarter. Why should they throw some ends in? What? What? Why should they do it? Well, I mean, I think there's a there's there's the, the existential reason, and then there's the cool reason. Existential being, um, I think this documentary has a good message. I think if you relate to fitness and nerddom, or either one of those, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's something that that you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that is an, it's an easy way to share your world with other people. So if you've ever had a tough time explaining, you know, what a con is or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what cosplay is or why do you lift weights? <laughs> yeah. I think this is an opportunity for somebody to just say, watch this, you know, this is, this is my world. This is why I love it. Uh, and then we have some cool rewards too. You know, we have some cool shirts. Uh, you get some cool uh, behind-the-scenes stuff with the DVD and the, the digital download. Um, uh, and there's some other cool, cool little things on there. So I think if you like kind of swag, then I think there's just an opportunity to pick up some cool one-of-a-kind stuff. So yeah, I would say for those two two main reasons, and you'd just be uh, helping uh, independent film. You know, which is always it's independent film, independent filmmakers and independent film. We need the audience's support more than anything. 
you know, we don't have some big studio writing checks. This, this, mm. this, uh, this film was entirely funded uh, with our own money. Um, we've had some, uh, uh, some friends and family come in after the fact and help support it outside the Kickstarter, and that has been absolutely huge and crucial for us. And then this money will help us get across the finish line. Um, and, and make the best film possible. I think that's the most important thing. That's good. Hell yeah. And you guys are doing something with Flex Comics as well, right? Like yes. if, if they throw in... They made a design for us, and it's on there. They made a, uh, they made a uh, one-of-a-kind, uh, unique design for us. Jeremy made it for us. And it's on the Kickstarter, uh, and we have T-shirts and tanks, and they are priced a little higher than what you would typically get on a Flex comic. But that's to help account for the Kickstarter fees and because we're raising money for for the film. So it's a one-of-a-kind flex comic design specifically for Quest of the Muscle Nerd. So Quest of the Muscle Nerd, man. <laughs> I fucking love that title. You're, you're on a quest. Everybody's on their quest. <laughs> it's true. Heroic journey, man. Yeah. All right, everyone. So do you have any, any other ending words for us, Matt? Thank you again for coming on. Anything else that we need to know? Um, no, um, I would say just check us out on Instagram. Uh, it's at Quest of the Muscle Nerd. Uh, you can also get there through our website, questofthemusclenerd.com, uh, and track along as we try to finish this thing out. We'd love to. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Good deal. All those guy, all that stuff is going to be on the show notes, ladies and gents. It'll be easier for you to follow. So you know, whatever you whatever you have going on, we have eight days left. Go to their Kickstarter. Their Kickstarter link is going to be on the show notes. Go over there. Show them some love. Go above Please. and beyond. Go above <laughs> and beyond. Don't give yeah. me that, oh, I'll think about it. Don't give me that, oh, it's over budget. Just do it anyway. Let's make <laughs> dreams come true. Come on. <laughs> Quest of the Muscle Nerd. Um, one last question. I asked all my guests yeah. this. Sure. No context. I just want to see your answer. Okay. Lord of the Rings or Rocky? Oh, Lord of the Rings. I mean, oh, Done. <laughs> Deal. I think about that. I read Lord of the Rings uh, for the first time when I was in college. Oh, so it's it a wrap. changed how I it, it changed my world, man. It, oh. it, it, it I fell in love with fantasy. I always mm. enjoyed fantasy, but Lord of the Rings sh- changed my view of literature. It changed my view of reading uh, fundamentally. And so I I love Rocky. Don't get me wrong, mm. but um, Lord of the Rings changed my life. So I, I'd have to. You know, no, definitely Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, oh, on a side note, are you are you caught up? Are you watching Game of Thrones? Are you like in it? Oh yeah, of course, man. Come so on. that last That's episode, man. <laughs> Holy shit! Or Arya? Are you? Are you uh... No, that okay. That one was like, oh, dude. This is like watching my little sister get it on. Like, oh, like <laughs> it, my, was, it was a little odd. It was, it was weird. weird, and I didn't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's so funny. I read all the the books before the show came out. I I kind of knew that HBO was making a show years ago, mm-hmm. and I read all the books and I loved it. That was probably the best series I loved since Lord of the Rings. And then, of course, I just kind of never finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been fun seeing how they've taken the story and kind of run with it. And I think uh, I'm really happy with uh, the past two episodes. I like the pacing of the last episode, especially. It's a nice calm before the storm, and I like seeing all these. I like how they felt like they didn't have to have uh, any action in it. It was just yeah. really, about the tension, about building it up, um, about settling uh, some old scores with, with in terms of the relationships. And 
I just found it to be supremely entertaining, and now I'm really excited for when the White Walkers come through. I'm the not. Woods. I'm not ready for this <laughs> week. I am really not. Like I have Endgame. We're gonna do that, and then I have a, and then and then I'm, and then Battle of Winterfell. It's like I'm not ready for so much yeah. crap this yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 you're about to get lo- overloaded, dude. So yeah, yeah dude. Uh, so thoughts on Danny real quick on her reaction. Um, we've had some theories among my friends. Uh, are you talking about her reaction to when John told her? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, th- one of my friends thinks that they're setting her up to be, to look like she's going to go bad, but then she's not going to go bad. <laughs> so, okay. I can see that. <laughs> so they're kind of trying to fake us a little bit. Yeah. And then at the end she'll accept it, but if I was taking it at face value, I would be like, Ooh, she, she doesn't take that too well. And, uh, it's about to get bad. I don't here. know. <laughs> I like how they did that. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, the white walkers are here. It's like, Oh, oh fuck. I love that moment though. I love <laughs> that moment. Like him telling her. And I like how they didn't hang that over our heads, you know, over the next episode or two. They just, got, Oh yeah. You just said it. You know, it's like, Oh, by like, the way. Yeah. And now they got to deal with it. So it's like, we'll see what happens. I'm excited, dude. I'm dude. Yeah. I can't <laughs> take it. But again, thank you so much, Matt, for yeah, taking the time absolutely. and sharing your passion with us and, and me. giving us a chance to contribute in any way we can nerd out and workout community, go to their website, go to their Kickstarter, check them out, show them some love. This lots is coach. Huh? Oh yeah. Lots <laughs> of love. Lots of love. <laughs> Lots of love. All right, this is Coach Austin from Hyper Strength and Conditioning with your Nerd Out and Workout podcast with Matt for Quest of the Muscle Nerd. And we will see you guys later. Kelly.